I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 157 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just finished up a nice run before recording, and I was watching The Mandalorian while running on the treadmill. And nice. I was reminded that it is a good show. It is a good show. What episode were you watching? Ah, the first one. I'm weird. I always have to do things in order. Like, when I'm listening to albums while on the treadmill, I always have to start the first song. Like, I can't shuffle albums because I feel like albums are like a story. And it's like you can't just flip to the your favorite part of the story. Like, you got to listen to the story in whole. Okay. Um, you know, we actually shouldn't even be recording right now, because we should be in Anaheim. Yeah, you should be on, uh, Autotopia right now. Um, excuse me, no, it is 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon. We would be at the convention at some cool panel. Or some terrible panel, but anyway... Ooh, what terrible panel would we be at? Like, I can't think of anything, like, terrible other than, like, uh, the best of Star Wars Legos or... No, I can't say that's a terrible one because... I mean, you'd probably still be at, like, whatever the new Galaxy's Edge panel, like, seeing the new Coke cans that they have, but... Oh, yeah, then I'd bring you to that one be like, Look, Emily, you could buy this Coke can for $12.99. No. It's weird that Disney's not a thing anymore and that something that my life used to revolve around doesn't exist anymore. Like, I feel like I've, like, found, like, a new identity in myself. Like, you know, I used to identify and be like, you know, I'm a Disney person. I love going to the Disney parks. Like, it was just such, like, a hobby. And, like, that hobby has disappeared and so has, you know, conventions and socialization with other human beings that do not live in my household. <laughs> yeah. It's such an interesting adjustment. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, and I think, you know, I think... This week has been particularly hard on, like, a bunch of people with our circle since we were all supposed to be out there having fun and hanging out and seeing new cool Star Wars shit. I know. I know. It's it's weird. I was running the other day and uh, I got a notification on my watch saying that uh, my tickets are ready for celebration <laughs> or something oh. like that. And I was just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what I would be doing still 830 in the morning if we were in Anaheim. I mean, I'd probably still be running somewhere, but I'd be like, I'm running. Then I'm going to go get ready for the convention. 
Yeah, just, I don't know. It's such a bummer. Yeah. And, you know, we've been doing some stuff. Like, we had a, a bunch of us had a huge Zoom call that um, Lady J had organized, and that was a lot of fun. Steele's been doing some more hyper chat shows um, on his YouTube channel. Um, I did one of those. It was a lot of fun with... Sal Paralis and King Tom and Rabo and Maria from Sisters with Sabres. And it was just, it was a good time. And so like he's put those up as podcasts as well, but, and he just did one the other night with details. Dude steals on it. I mean, he's certainly on it more than Lucasfilm is because they gave us basically nothing. Well, maybe Steel is Lucasfilm now. Like I, 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 when I think of Lucasfilm, I think of Steel Saunders because of the amount of content that he's providing for his friends and family. <laughs> there you go. I wish one of the things that he could provide was a Mandalorian season two trailer, but I don't think he quite has that power. Maybe Corey can. Like I know that Corey has a bunch of figures, and he could like make us a trailer. Okay, you should you should suggest that to him. Aisha, that'd be so funny. Be like, hey, Corey, um, do you want to make a Mandalorian trailer? I mean, I know that you've already, you know, you're the scoop boys, you know, you and Noah, but maybe, you know, you can add another job to that and, you know, make us trailers or be like, okay, well, this action figure is going to show up at this point. Like, that'd be so fun. Or with Legos. Like, I always think those, like, Lego reenactment of, like, scenes is so funny. Like, I remember as a kid... I really loved this YouTube video of um, the Weird Al song, the Phantom Menace one, and then they just like put a bunch of Legos in it. And I thought it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it's so, it's so weird. Like, obviously, we knew we weren't going to, it wasn't going to be like a, a DC fandom situation where we're getting panels or anything, but I thought at least they might think to do some news drops outside of the little bit of video game stuff we saw. I know. Well, it's weird. Like, you know, I, I see that and like automatically, like my response is like, you know, they're not ready. Like, quarantine really fucked everything up and you know it because of that it wasn't they weren't able to give us like a Mandalorian trailer a trailer for this or a trailer for that but I think their radio silence is particularly interesting because you know they freely and willingly want to sell us Anaheim merch but that's it that's all we're going to hear and then they freely want to show us hey there's this new game Here's a trailer for it. Here's another game that you've already gotten a trailer for, but here's just another trailer for it. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. And it makes me thankful that I've been so out of it lately, like with Star Wars. Like, I don't really give Star Wars like my, you know, like Star Wars is that like that shitty boyfriend that, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about. And then like, you're like, man, I haven't thought about dylan in a long time like good job like i'm so proud of myself fuck you dylan you know no i'm just i said a random name like there's no dylan there, there's no dylan in my archives but well no i just like it seems weird like in the whole like oh maybe the, like there's not a trailer ready but it's like well why isn't there a trailer ready if this show is supposedly coming out still in october like it's the end of august we should be able to have a trailer and they should have, they should have, like, there should have been somebody who focused on making that a priority, knowing that we were all missing out on not having a convention this year. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, a particularly, like, it's not like it has to be an in-depth trailer or anything. Do a 45-second trailer. Even if you're not putting in the, any new footage in, even if it's all stuff from the first season with, like, new voiceover over it. Like, just do something. Yeah, it's just odd. Like, I don't, I don't get why we're being ghosted by Star Wars, you know, especially with all the other fandoms that we've 
gained, you know, trailers and other information from. Like DC gave us a shit ton of information, which is very surprising because, you know, I'm not really a DC fan, but seeing all the stuff that they provided during their fandom thing, like, it got me excited. And wow, like, all these movies yeah. are going to watch one day. And, like, shouldn't Star Wars be doing that? But at the same time, like, if they're not doing that, then I, they shouldn't even, like, be on my radar like it just it it feels like a waste of time for me to sit here and be like where's this where's that and it if I do that then you know it gives me hope that maybe they are going to do this maybe are they going to do that but they're not reliable like I don't fuck with unreliable people I mean if DC can give us a trailer for the Batman when they're like a third of the way done filming that movie like we should be able to get a Mandalorian season two trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird, and I try not to think about it because it it really sucks. And it, I could it could easily sit here and be like, you know what, I'm gonna spill out all this negativity because you know what the fuck Lucasfilm, but I don't know, I, they don't deserve my breath and my. Well, that's a problem because you do a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, is that the Canto by Dispatch could be anything. We can be discussing uh, Deadwood. This can turn into a Deadwood podcast. This could turn into a, we can focus more on Ben Mendelsohn. Like, we have the freedom and power to do anything. Lucasfilm does not own us. We are not, we don't have, like, the little, like, trademark thing at the end of Canto by Dispatch. Like, we can dispatch anything, anywhere, anytime, any place. <laughs> Um, did you watch any of the video game trailers or anything? I did. Um, I watched the Sims one. The Sims, like, I never got into that. Like, I remember in high school, one of my really good friends played it and like, she brought her laptop to my house and like, one of her favorite things to do was to just like trap people and kill them. (laughs) And I'm like, and then she what she would do is that you know she would make sims of like all of us as friends and then like the guys that she didn't like and then she would just like trap them and kill them and i'm like i don't think that's very nice but okay what do you think of them i mean i haven't i haven't played any of the sims games since the first sims came out um back when I was, I don't know, like middle school, maybe early high school. I can't remember what year that came out. But I, And it was one of the games I played like obsessively for maybe two months and then never played again. And so like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get the Sims and then get like the Star Wars game back or anything. Like I just don't have any interest in it. I know um, like Jesse and Oz are pretty excited about it because they roll with that stuff. But for me, it's just like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, it's like me and Animal Crossing. Like, I was obsessed for, like, months. And then I'm just, I'm too afraid to get back on the Animal Crossing train because, like, I'm afraid I won't be able to put it down again because, like, I've made so much progress and, you know, exercise and everything. And I'm just like, what if I just, you know, stay here and work on my little island and then all of a sudden it's midnight and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't do anything all day. But I need to get myself a break. I've been doing a lot. But... Yeah, these games seem fun, and I wasn't expecting a Galaxy's Edge Sims. Like that's surprising. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird, but you know. Um, the other thing is the Lego game release got pushed back to I think next spring. Um, that's the Skywalker Saga one. Hmm. We also found out they're gonna have some like character game packs. So there's going to be a Mandalorian pack. There's going to be a Bad Batch pack. There's going to be a Rogue One pack. That'll just add some characters to the game. Hmm. Interesting. So, like, you have to, like, buy the packs so that you can play these characters. And, like, do they come with missions or something? I don't, or is know, it just if the they, characters? I don't know if they come with missions or just the characters. Like, what, from what I saw, it was just they were just talking about the characters. And there's, like, you can get the deluxe version of the game that comes with all the added character packs. Or I think you can, like, buy... I think you buy them as, like, as a bundle, maybe. Like, you wouldn't buy The Mandalorian and or The Bad... You'd, like, buy them all together. It'd be, like, a thing that had, like, six character bunches in it. 
But that's just from my cursory reading of something. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about them revamping the Lego game again. Because I feel like that's something that they've been doing for just so many years. And the last, like, um, trilogy or whatever, because they did all the Skywalker Saga movies from episodes one to six. And that was, like, a good game. And then with The Force Awakens, like, they added some new elements in it. And then, like, they added, like, the voices. And, yeah, I don't know how I feel about hearing all the voices. But, and especially, like, Sam Witwer's uh, Palpatine, like... uh, Don't love it? uh, No, I don't really... Sam Witwer, yeah... Yeah, just stay as small, okay? Yeah, but I mean, I know I know some people who are disappointed about that getting pushed back because a lot of people like play that with their kids and stuff. So, yeah, that's a bummer having to like explain to kids because they don't know like time, like the concept of time and waiting. Like that's fucking rough you know when they're like oh it's gonna come soon and then like oh wait uh, not soon anymore because we got pushed back but I don't know uh, I feel like our future is definitely gonna be filled with a lot of projects and a lot of things that we're excited for to be pushed back and I hope that doesn't mean the Mandalorian will be pushed back but I wouldn't be surprised I'd I'd I like to think if it was going to get pushed back, they would have announced that a lot earlier and wouldn't have announced, hey, it's not getting pushed back. But. Yeah. Um, I got the new Clone Wars book from the library. I haven't had time to read any of it yet. But I'm not super stoked about it because I think it was. I think it was Eric who was talking about it on bad motivators and said it's very much like straight retellings of the clone wars episodes and like i knew it was like based on the clone wars episodes but i thought it was going to be like a more like oh but we're doing it from this perspective or oh we're looking at this character through this so it would be more expansive and it sounds like maybe it's not or at least most of the stories aren't yeah that's Ugh, I don't know if you're gonna like it then. No, I'm not. I'm not planning on reading the whole thing anyway. Like I'll skip around to characters I or authors that I like. Like I'll read the Ventress story. I'll read the Jason Fry story, which I think is a Yoda one. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. When did the High Republic get? Uh postponed to again like january right yeah something like that Ugh, because i was gonna say you must be excited for that like that has potential to be really good yeah i mean that's that one is such a crapshoot like that could just really go either way because it's in an all new time so that's going to depend very heavily on whether or not i like the writing because it can't it's not going to be a here's this character you love so you're willing to read a badly written thing because you like this character Yeah. Like, there's a Jedi in it is not enough for me to automatically be sold. That's true. But, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Everything's just so weird. Just, like, we're so kept in the dark of, you know, what the future of Lucasfilm is going to be. And it just, it's so weird to, you know, sit here and talk about it because they don't know and we don't know. And it's like, we're just kind of like twiddling our thumbs, just like waiting for, you know, like someone to talk first. And that's why I need a trailer for the sweet, sweet baby Yoda action. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and there's going to be a, a Cad Bane Black Series exclusive figure in this sweet box, and I really, really want it. 
You should get it then. I mean, hopefully I can. I mean, it's going to come out as a regular figure later, but the exclusive might be more difficult. Um, I'll just have to make sure I'm watching Hasbro Pulse. <laughs> but yeah, yeah love, I... love me the stupid blue cowboy. He's a good cowboy. I know I saw that the Hot Toys, they're coming out with um, an Ahsoka Tano, and I saw that our friend Corey was very excited. It's a good-looking figure. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm still annoyed that there's still no Poe, but I guess really all that is doing is saving me from spending 250 bucks. Exactly. I keep. I have to keep reminding myself that I already have the the Mando and Child on pre-order that comes out next year. So it's just so hard not to spend everything you have on just everything that you love. Like, yeah, you could have bought like 50 Baby Yodas. Like your room could have been like surrounded by the Child. I've been pretty restrained on the Baby Yodas. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to have a whole nother season of Baby Yoda merch, so. Exactly. But it's funny. I keep seeing people with the Baby Yoda face mask. Oh, I should get a Baby Yoda face mask. I need more face masks anyway. They're expensive, though. Like, I've I've been so stingy lately because like I've had to get rid of like my whole closet because nothing fits anymore and like I'm having to like buy clothes and I'm just like shit is expensive. Oh like, yeah. Hate it. And especially like it's summertime and just thinking about like all the winter clothes we have to I I can't even think about it. <laughs> and then like you know I I see baby Yoda merch in the store and I'm like do I really need to spend $35 on this hat with Baby Yoda? And it just it, it breaks my heart having to put it down. But at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I was just thinking about the fact that with the, um, the casting series, if Tarkin is in that, there's probably going to be more Tarkin figures. And I, have all the Tarkin figures so I have to buy them if they release more I mean I don't I realize the I realize how sunk cost fallacy works but I would have to yeah then like if Mendo was in it too like oh man like uh, everything would be out the door like uh I mean, you know, it's, it'd be you know only like one or two more figures, but I would really much like that a lot. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, since we don't have any news to talk about, thanks a lot, Lucasfilm. Um, we I solicited for questions, and we got some. Uh, so let's go to to Twitter, and to email. Um. The very lovely Jessie tweeted us, and she has two things. One is she wants us to do a where you recommend a movie that I need to watch and review, and then she has a fuck Mary kill. So what what's a movie you would want me to watch? You know that's a really good question, and since I got that, I've been thinking nonstop of just like childhood movies or just shows or just stuff that I would watch that I'm just like, Emily needs to see this. But then at the same time, you know, like last week when we were talking about Scooby-Doo, like that was like a staple in our household with Scooby-Doo. Like we loved Scooby-Doo. But I just, I just know, like I'm, I'm, I've never been so confident about anything other than the fact that whatever I will recommend to you, that you will absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> and I think that's the point of having you watch something that I love. Cause I'm trying to think like, yeah, like the Scooby-Doo movies, like some of the old, like Pixar movies, like, you know, finding Nemo, um, 
I've seen that, Finding Nemo. I know, but I'm just I'm trying to think if there's just anything that is like me that I'm just like, here, let me you know, I've been trying to get you to watch Avatar the Last Airbender, but I don't know like that's the thing though, is I don't I'm know not if you'd like to it. A show. But it's it's only three seasons, thirty episodes. Oh, it's only ninety episodes. Well then. Yeah, that's ninety ninety episodes of Canto Bite. No. That's not happening. I already watched all the Clone Wars. I don't I like cartoons. <sighs> Shit. I'm really gonna have to like sit here and like think like I, I have to have something by next week or I'll I'll have to, you know, text you if I think of anything. But really like we didn't really watch a lot of like movies. Like I'm trying to think like other than like, you know, just you've seen all the Disney movies and I really I genuinely can't think of just like. Have you seen Holes with uh, Shia LaBeouf? I don't think so. I liked that one. That was a good movie. Young Shia LaBeouf was. Yeah, I, I miss young Shia LaBeouf as an actor. Like He was a good actor. Um, I remember watching a lot of those like Transformers movies, but fuck that guy that I can't think of his name, but that that's good. That I can't think of his name because he's an asshole. Do you mean Michael Bay? Yeah. Okay. I literally, I thought of him like right after I said that he was an asshole and I'm like, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay. Um, yeah, I really, that I, I was just a star war. Like there was nothing else to me. Okay. Well, that's something you can think about. Um, she also sent us a fuck Mary Kill, which is cereal, ice cream, orange soda. Oh, this is easy. I'm not the biggest orange soda fan, so I'm gonna kill orange soda. Um, I'll I'll fuck cereal because you you know I, the cereal's fine. Like I've never been a cereal person. I don't like milk. Like, I used to eat my Cinnamon Toast Crunch with water. <laughs> okay. Like, I kind of st- like if you had said dry, I would have been like, that's fine. But water is a bit weird. There, there are a select few people out there that used to eat their cereal with water. I'm not proud that I used to be one of those people. But I'm proud to say that was, like, one of the, like, weird things with food I would do. Except a soup plantation, like, they had this really good chocolate pudding, and I would dip my pizza in it. And I, I'm still sad that, number one, that soup plantation no longer exists, and two, that they got rid of that pudding many, many years ago. Like, ugh. It's insane Just, that any of them still call their location soup plantation. There's only, like, two states where they exist where they call themselves soup plantation, and they really need to fucking change that. It's awful. Sweet, yeah, it's sweet tomatoes. But, By the way, if you are somebody who eats your cereal with water, please, please tweet at us. Yeah, Hashtag I don't like cereal water because that's fucking disgusting. I don't do it anymore. And that's like the only cereal I would do it with. Like the only cereals I liked as a kid were Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, the Captain Crunch, like the peanut butter one. Like I loved that. Um, Honey Nut Cheerios. That's it's pretty much it. And, oh, yeah, I would marry ice cream. I've been really liking the Halo Top ice cream. Like, that shit's good. And it's, like, it's a little pint. So, like, and it's really light and airy. Like, it reminds me. Remember, like, astronaut food? Like, astronaut ice cream? Oh, my God, the dehydrated ice cream. I love that shit so much. I I went on to try to find some the other day. It's so fucking expensive. I'm like, I'm not paying $12 for one ice cream sandwich. But I really, really wanted it. That's what it reminds me of for some reason. Like, I I love it. But, yeah, I'd like to have astronaut food again. Hopefully that's, like, a thing. Like, I remember how, like, at school we would have that, like, one day. Like, it's astronaut day. You can still, you can still find it, but it's not cheap. Yeah. What about you for your fuck, Mary kill? I mean, orange soda is absolutely getting murdered. I don't, I don't particularly like soda anyway, or rather, I just, I don't drink it. Um, 
I mean, I don't even I don't even know the last time I had a I'll drink ginger ale if I'm sick. But like, I don't drink I don't I don't drink much other than water like like booze. But when I'm eating like a meal or something, I never have a soda with it. I mean, maybe at a cookout or something. But an orange soda or grape soda, I always hated. Too sweet. Um, I definitely like ice cream more than I like cereal, but I sort of don't know. Like, I feel like that could go either way in terms of the fucking or the marrying, because maybe I want to fuck ice cream because it's more like decadent and it's more of like a treat or a cereal. Like, I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel terrible if I had cereal every day. Yeah, but then you get to have ice cream every single day for the rest of your life and just different flavors of ice cream. You know, you can change it up, you know, like, you know, wear a couple wigs in the, you know, like in the bedroom or, you know, get a little disguise. Like, that's what the ice cream will do. It'd be like, today I'm vanilla and then tomorrow I'm pistachio and then the next day I'm mint chocolate chip. I mean, but there's tons of flavors of cereal, too. And I feel like, I feel, I don't know, it's like, maybe I just want something like steady and reliable cereal for my marriage. And not something that's going to make me sick if I eat too much of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to be married to a reliable person. So maybe cereal's the person for you. Yeah, like sometimes I just want good old reliable raisin bran. Yeah. Take a raisin bran with bananas, and I really, really like it. It's got, like, banana chips in it. It's super fucking good. I despise raisins and uh, cranberries. And I, remember, I love dried cranberries. Remember that episode where, like, I didn't know, like, I, I thought it was something different, but it was actually just a cranberry, and I was, like, trying to explain what it was. Yeah. And I was so mad afterwards. <laughs> oh man I still think of those fucking Epcot pastries like that's the thing it's just like you I just don't believe in putting raisins or cranberries in your cookies or in you know pastries like just leave them on their own or in cereal yeah put them in cereal put them in your raisin brand or if you want to have a cranberry brand like that's fine but nope actually yeah, no, no pastries. Okay. But thank you, Jesse, for the. That's a good fuck, Mary Kill, and I'm hungry now. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have an email from Justin, who goes by Aussie Samurai on Twitter. And it's about Star Wars movie slash streaming future. Hi, Brittany and Emily. So far, Star Wars on a screen, whether it be movies, animated, or live actions, stream shows, released or announced, take place during the life of Anakin and his children. In the books, comics, and games, canon and non-canon, different time periods have been explored and continue to be explored, i.e. High Republic books that are coming soon. Do you think in the next few years Lucasfilm will announce a movie, set of movies, or even streaming show outside of the Skywalker saga time, i.e. Old Republic? Do they see that for their mass market entertainment, movies and streaming, that it's too risky to do that, and that would the general public associate Star Wars only with Skywalker saga time period? If you were in charge of Lucasfilm, what would you do? Regards, Justin. Yeah, and we've and we've talked about that before, like we want to see them go to a different time period and there was that that recent interview with Kathleen when they were talking about being unsure of what direction they would be in she mentioned like oh there's this you know thousands of years of history maybe we should do something with that so I'm hopeful but it really seems like they're not taking risks on anything and so I feel like there's a good possibility we're just going to keep, like, this same 40 years is going to get more and more filled in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, definitely now we don't know shit, and they don't know shit. And, you know, they're going to grab a hat, Dave Filoni's hat in particular, and just write down ideas. And, of course, they're going to pick out something from the Skywalker saga or in that time. And it sucks because I want something new. I want something different. Like, I know that the Mandalorian is, like, kind of during that time of the Skywalker saga, but it's really good. And 
I would like to see something outside of that and outside of the force or Jedi abilities, you know, seeing that baby Yoda is a force user. Um, that's great. But, you know, we already have that, like that is sacred to us. Like baby Yoda is our sacred little prize and possession. We love him dearly, but I want to find something else to love dearly and, you know, talk about it with my friends and family and to, you know, be really thankful that Lucasfilm has provided this entertainment for us. But unfortunately, like we're not getting any of that and we're not going to for a long time because they're indecisive on what they want to do, you know, with Star Wars and how they want to do it. So it just it's hard to sit here and think of like, oh, they should do this. They should do that because they're probably not going to do it. Yeah. And I think I think I mean, they have to like you just have to do it. You have to bite the bullet and just feel like people will people will come that the Star Wars name is still enough to do that. And I mean, yeah, okay, so it's not going to be Luke and Leia or, like, Ray and Finn running around, but you can still, like, you can still have Jedi, you can still have aliens that we've seen before while you're bringing in new stuff as well. And I don't, like, even if you're going into the High Republic or, or characters from now Legends, I always hear this, well, you know, casual fans won't, won't know who that person is. And like, well, that doesn't matter. Because... You just sell it as a new thing to them, and they'll 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 bring it. Like the, it's it's all about the execution. Like you just introduce who they are, and there will be some fans who know the name, and there'll be some fans who don't. But they've got this new story that'll explain everything. I mean, nobody knew what the Force was when the first movie came out. You can still enjoy that movie. Plenty of things, plenty of movies come out that are original characters, and we just go along with it because that's what movies are. They introduce you to new characters. Yeah, that's true. It's it, it's just weird, you know, because just Star Wars is in limbo right now, it feels like. And, you know, we're being ghosted and it's just hard for me to, you know, want to sit here and give ideas and be like, well, what about this? What about that? And eh, I don't know. But at the same time, like, I, I'm confident in, you know, what they provide for us. Like, The Mandalorian was great. Like, they, they'll they do a good job. I mean, depending on who's doing it. Like, if they want Dave to do a whole series, then we'll see how that fucking goes. But I don't know. Like, I would want something with a good story, something diverse. Something with a diverse, like, cast and crew you know, different directors, like, we need people of color in those writing chairs and those director seats, like, we need change, but, I don't know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll see that in the next couple of years, but thank you, Justin, or Aussie Samurai, for the email. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, do you want to read Rabia's? Uh, sure. I will read that. Uh, we have an email from Rabia. Uh, she says, how much Star Wars is too much Star Wars? Uh, hello, Kanto Biters. I hope you guys are doing well. Last episode, you were discussing how it's a disappointing that Star Wars isn't doing any online panels like DC Fandom, and I totally agree. But I also think that they have so little projects officially on the way that they wouldn't have an event as oppressive as DC fandom, which lasted a whole eight hours. I mean, they have a number of TV shows coming. Uh, the Mandalorian season two, the Cassian show, Leslie Heelan's or Headland's TV show, The Bad Batch and other animated series and Takia's film. In parentheses, I doubt that trilogy. I doubt Ryan's trilogy will still happen. Ugh. I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. But apart from season two of The Mandalorian, they probably didn't get to film anything. And Disney Star Wars hates talking about any upcoming movies and TV shows, as we've learned so many frustrating celebration panels of people going, we wish we could tell you stuff, but we can't for an hour until we get a trailer to the end and we forgive them. I know there's this thinking that Star Wars movies won't be special if they happen too often, but I can in- and I can understand that. But I think that if they vary enough, they still could be. The past five films are fairly similar in design and tone, adhering closely to the original trilogy rather than the prequel era. And the casts are often too similar with their white protagonists. 
I know the word. I just can't say it. And with uh, people of color only in supporting roles. You guys were right in saying that they're gun shy. And until they break out of their boxes, they'll never realize their full potential. I don't like The Last Jedi, but I respect Ryan Johnson's artistic integrity and desire to push Star Wars into new, new territory. But Disney Lucasfilm immediately chickened out after online negativity and reconnected nearly every retcon. Sorry, <laughs> retcon nearly every decision he made. But that conversation is for another day. Hopefully, someday soon, Star Wars again takes risks and let fans in on what's going on, so they too can get excited about the future. But right now, I don't trust them to stick the landing on what they're doing as of now. But what do you guys think? Is there such thing as too much Star Wars? Should they do an online event with no footage for upcoming movies or TV shows? And do you have faith in the future of Star Wars? Keep on podcasting, Rabia. P.S. Some balls are better than other balls should have been the title of last week's episode. And wearing matching t-shirts could be fun, Brittany. Don't listen to Emily. Um, I don't know what I don't know what too much Star Wars would be. I wouldn't, and I don't think we ever would be. But it, I I wouldn't want it to be a thing like Marvel, where there's multiple movies coming out in a single year. Yeah, that's like the sad thing is that we don't know what it's like to have like too much of Star Wars because it just it's so sporadic and so. Like the closest we had was, you know, that six month month gap that we got the last Jedi and Solo, but that's when it started going downhill. Yeah, and but I mean, there's so many other factors there that I don't I don't think I can just be like, oh, that was too much Star Wars. I think that they were just overwhelmed, and that you know they probably should have waited and given themselves time. But yeah, it wasn't too much Star Wars. Like I loved, you know. There was always something to talk about and, you know, like they had the little thing at Denny's and then they had, you know, a Star Wars night at Disneyland and different like fun events that were getting fans from all over to come and, you know, celebrate Star Wars and to, you know, get a bunch of merchandise. Like there's so much solo merchandise, like there still is. But... Yeah, and look, I was never, I was never expecting it to be like a DC fandom thing, but I mean, they, they could have done something. They could have done, I mean, they could have done a Mandalorian season two panel. Absolutely. Um, or if not given us the trailer, like done a, done a little, done an online panel. Plenty of places have done online panels. Like they should have done some sort of big panel for the 40th anniversary of empire. Uh, not not necessarily like a live thing. I realize that's a huge hassle, but there've been plenty of of show like shows that have done reunion specials through Zoom, and all sorts of of fan related content on like anniversaries of movies or TV shows that we've gotten during the pandemic. They they could have done something like that, and uh, you know, yeah, it wouldn't have been like necessarily even like huge names, but you could have gotten a couple people involved in the movie in various ways to come on and just had people talking about their memories of the movie, something like that. And put that out now during celebration. Like, it wouldn't have had to be, you know, a celebration's worth of material. I mean, nobody nobody expected that. But they could have given us something. And not just basically ignored it, except for trying to help sell people Anaheim Celebration t-shirts for a convention that didn't happen. It's just go. It's just so weird, like sitting here thinking about it, because yeah, I admit that I've been trying to sit here for the past couple of weeks not thinking about Star Wars because it's just it's useless for me to you know sit here and think about something that's been you know bringing down a lot of you know people for the past couple of months. But it's weird now sitting here thinking about it and thinking about how radio silent they've been compared to you know other fandoms, and it's so hard you know, playing this comparison game to, you know, like DC or like Marvel because it's, you know, Star Wars has been around for, you know, so many fucking years and I don't know. I just, I feel like now we need them more than ever. And a lot of people need Star Wars, you know, to be the bridge between 
a lot of things, you know, like with fandom and with, you know, the movies and discussions. Like, I don't know. I just, I just want answers to like why they're not saying or doing anything. Like, it just, it's, if that's what you guys all deserve. I mean, we all deserve, I say you guys, because it's like, I just, I don't want to think about it because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is shitty. But I, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they do not know what they're doing next. And that is cause for concern. Yeah, I mean, all we can do is sit here and hope that they figure out what they're doing and hope that, you know, they're making right decisions. Like, you know, they're at a crossroads right now and they need to figure out what they want the next couple of decades to look like for Star Wars. Because, I mean, right now it's it's not so hot. Like, you know, I know that all fandoms have, like, problems, but I feel like just, you know, Star Wars has been through so much, like, with this with this recent trilogy, you know, with all the hate that, you know, Kelly Marie Tran and, you know, John Boyega and a lot of actors got. But also, quick shout out to Kelly Marie Tran, who's going to be the fucking starring role in um, a animated Disney movie. Can't think of the name. I think um, somebody in the dragon. Yeah, I, I put it I, I put it in a DM group. Yeah. Um okay, let me see. Let me get the thing up the thing up. Um it is Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh Kelly Marie Tran uh, took over the previous um person who was supposed to start in it and now she's starring in it, which holy shit, congrats to Kelly Marie Tran. She deserves this more than fucking anyone yeah and i'm very I happy for her can't wait to support the fuck out of this film it's gonna be beautiful but i don't know like i don't know where star wars is going to be heading in the next couple of years which is weird because like you know we started this podcast like three years ago and you know we were so excited for like the potential of, like now being here just like what's next like it's just it's such a weird feeling yeah. Well, thank you, Rabia. Uh, I wish we had a more optimistic answer for you, but. Yeah. Now, we have a voicemail from my fiance, Chris Fresh. If he opens it calling us Canto Kittens, I'm going to be really annoyed because he's decided that that's a fun thing. I think that's adorable. Like, I love that we're just a couple of kittens. Like I, the kittens are adorable. Like I love it, and I love us, and you know we're just we're just a cute couple of kittens, just I'm making the Star Wars galaxy adorable. a little better. Yeah, you are. Like we're just adorable little kittens, you know, just making someone's day a little brighter. Ugh, you're just terrible. Okay, let's see what he sent us. El Canto kittens, it's Chris Fresh here. Just thought I'd drop you a voicemail, considering Lucasfilm really not helping with this Star Wars podcast thing. So many Star Wars podcasts, so little Star Wars to talk about. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, let's talk about something we can all get behind, and that's a good old-fashioned fuck, marry, kill. Now, all the rage the past week or two has been Batman. We're all talking Batman. So what I thought was, let's go the Batman movies and we'll go generational. So I'm going to throw up two fuck, marry, kill scenarios for both you, Emily, and Brittany. So let's go generation one. We're going to go Michael Keaton versus Val Kilmer versus George Clooney. And we're going to go generation two of Christian Bale versus Ben Affleck versus Robert Patterson. Now, considering that we haven't seen Robert Patterson play Batman, I'm just going the actors versus each other, not the actors as Batman. Um, Hope you're both doing well. Um, Yeah, bummer about celebration, wasn't it? Um, At least we kind of got to catch up, which was kind of cool. Anyway, I hope you get some um, cat ears up on your store soon. I know there's a lot of demand. Canto Kittens really taking off. And 
we'll hopefully speak soon. Love you both. Bye. I hate you so much, Chris Fresh. Oh, I was going to say, I love Chris Fresh so much. It makes me feel bad that he's sending us a lot of voicemails and I haven't been giving the returning the favor. Okay, so Batman actors. This is really hard. Have you seen all the Batman movies? Oh, no. Like, I've only seen um, one of the Bale movies. Actually, two. I've seen... I haven't seen The Dark Knight. I don't know why. I just have never seen it. Like, I've seen the third one, but not in one setting. I mean, I, I can piece together the whole movie. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of them in a long time. But I, ironically, the Affleck Batmans like were the ones that like I've seen most of. Like when I think of Batman, I think of um, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. What about okay. you? So um, I mean I've seen all of them, but. Okay, so Generation 1, which is, I guess, more my childhood. Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Um, I married Michael Keaton. I fucking love Michael Keaton. He's fucking amazing. He's so funny. And he's a good actor. He's fucking Beetlejuice. And he is my Batman. Like, when I think about Batman, I'm usually thinking those Burton movies. Um, he's so good. So I'm marrying Michael Keaton. Now, I want to take this as the actors when they were the age they were playing Batman. Because George Clooney has definitely aged a lot better than Val Kilmer. Um, I mean, Val Kilmer had a lot of health issues and some mental health stuff as well. So is not necessarily doing great. But. Batman era Val Kilmer as much as that movie stinks is pretty hot and I don't think George Clooney is I don't think he'd be a very adventurous fuck he'd be like a kind loving fuck like I don't think he'd be like particularly bad or anything I just think he'd be kind of boring so I think I'm going to I think I'm going to kill Clooney and fuck Val Kilmer. Um, yeah, well, I think... What does Val Kilmer, Kilmer even look like? Let me look him up. What else was he in? Uh, Tombstone, The Saint... Real genius. Um, heat. Yeah. Oh, he's in Tombstone. I still need to see that. Um, yeah. I think just because I don't know him that well, like, I gotta kill him. And I would marry George Clooney because George seems like a nice guy. Like, I, I see a mall and I see their marriage and she seems like a lovely lady and you know he seems to treat her well so yeah i'd i'd be married to george clooney and i would would fuck michael keaton because that'd be interesting to say the least um all right shall i do generation two uh yeah so bale affleck Pattinson. I mean, I'm definitely marrying Pattinson. Oh, yeah. Gotta marry Edward Cullen. Like, gotta fucking marry him. I mean, I just think he... I mean, he's a fucking weirdo, but... Christian Bale's an asshole, and uh, being married to Ben Affleck doesn't seem to be a very good time. Yeah. Um. Fucking, I don't know. Um. 
Hmm. That one's more difficult. I think I'm gonna. I think I would fuck Christian Bale and kill Ben Affleck. Because I can. I can deal with Christian Bale's anger issues more than I can deal with Ben Affleck's like sad sack shit. Hmm. How about you? Well, uh, yeah. I feel like that's like the most out of all. I just, I loved Twilight. <gasps> Emily, have you seen Twilight? Yes. You've seen all of them? Yes. I think so. Because a yeah. podcast I listened to did a commentary on all of them. Man, I loved Twilight. Have you seen The Notebook? No, I can't. Ugh, nothing with Nicholas Sparks. It's that, like, sad, tragic romance shit can fuck off into the sun. There's one that, there was the last song, and that was with Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. And it's like this movie where, like, uh, Miley goes goes and lives with her dad for the summer, and then you know she meets Liam, and then just this love affair, and then just other stuff happens. Maybe you should watch that. Supposed to be watching something that like is meaningful to you in some way, but not just a random movie you thought of. No, it's it, I I watched it once. No, but yeah, you're right. Um. Okay, between Bill and Affleck, who do I want to fuck? Who is fuckable? I mean, celebrities are a weird thing because I take it too serious. Like, when Carlos tries to ask me who's my celebrity crush, like, I can't answer him because I don't know them, you know? Like, I read about them, yada, yada, yada. I see pictures of them, but I don't know them. Like, I need to know them before any anything happens. And when, that's the thing is that, like, I know about Christian Bale that he's an asshole. And then Ben Affleck's an asshole, too. But I feel like he's like a 12-year-old boy. He acts like it sometimes. Okay. But then it's like I see that he's married to uh, Jennifer Garner. And she's a lovely lady. And if she could put up with him for, like, 10 years, then I think I could put up with having sex with him for 15 minutes. <laughs> so I got to fuck Affleck and kill Christian Bale. Okay. By the way, Chris Fresh, you didn't tell us your answers. Very disappointed by you. And I assume you want to marry Ben Affleck, but still, give us your answers. Yeah, we love your answers. Thank you. Brittany, did you get a chance to watch Deadwood? Oh, I did. Okay, let's just let's go through that pretty quick because we're already in an hour. But um, this was episode two of season two. What did you think? Yeah, it was good. I mean, nothing really uh, happened, you know, other than, you know, uh, Seth got all his shit back from Al. Al's still pretty fucking torn up. Yeah. Um, well, and he and Alma broke up. Yeah, that's a bummer. But I mean, I think it's for the best because I think that Seth has turned into a monster because of Alma. Like, I don't know what she did to him, but he's a fucking monster now. Yeah, he suggests that they leave town, but also like puts the decision entirely on her, which is pretty shitty. Yeah, I just, uh, just all the scenes with Seth and his, like, wife are just weird. Like, Yeah, they're really awkward. Uh, Jane's back, though. I'm glad that Jane is back. I love Jane. Hopefully she gets sober and gets better. Like, I, I hate seeing her just disheveled and... Like, Jane's badass. Like, I 
I want her to know how her worth and know how badass she is. But um, yeah, nothing else really happened. Um, Trixie's uh, hanging out with uh, with Saul a lot. Yeah, she's taking care of him. He got shot last episode. I love how much she dislikes Seth. I know, like she like hates him, but she's like, okay, and she's like, you're a fucking idiot, but I'm gonna help you. I'm surprised that she's ignoring um, Al so much, like seeing how fucked up Al got, and you know, no one's really taking care of him. I mean, Nick, obviously, yeah, but it's weird not seeing them together. Yeah. She sort of made a decision there. But when she goes to warn Saul about about um, Seth confronting Bullock and she has the gun, she's definitely going to shoot Bullock if he, if he goes for Al. I'm almost waiting for Seth to die. Like, I know that sounds awful, but he's he's being so dumb that, like, I'm worried that something's going to happen because of his stupidity. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have been surprised if Trixie shot him or something happened to him because he's not being smart right now. Like He's thinking with this his downstairs area. Like, that's not a good sheriff. <laughs> yeah. But I think I like the scene when he goes to get his gun badge back and he thinks it's going to be a fight and you get another Al speech which is which is basically Al being like you need to be the sheriff because if we're coming into the US and there's like because Al knows how corrupt all these politicians are who are trying to get you know Deadwood annexed to their state and he knows how bad that situation is and he knows it's worse if they don't have Seth. Mm-hmm. Both because Seth is somebody who some of those politicians are wary of, but also because he knows Seth isn't somebody who's going to take a bribe or fuck over the town. So he really is as, you know, like um, Dan told Johnny last week after the big fight, which is Al's, Al's calling Bullock to the fold like he's trying to to get him not not like you know to ignore his criminality or that he's trying to get him to protect Deadwood and I think you see Bullock realize that and he's just so confused that that's what Al really wants yeah it's interesting like I think it's the first time he really realized that Al wants him to be sheriff yeah, and this all wasn't just a game. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, Al says shit to say shit, you know, and I feel like Seth is realizing that. But also, I want Seth to realize that he probably didn't have to beat the shit up out of Al because he's so hurt. <laughs> like, I, I shouldn't feel so bad, like, how, like, fucked up Al is. Like, I can't stop looking at his eye, like, how fucking bad just everything is. Like, I just, I feel bad, but I know I shouldn't because Al's an asshole, but... <sighs> Seth shouldn't give that his energy, you know, like <laughs> Seth yeah. should have known better. Like that fight should have never happened, but at the same time it was entertaining. But I don't know. I just hope that Seth learns from this and yeah, you know, maybe it's for the best that him and Alma like aren't like breaking the second floor of the house because of their banging, you know, like it, it, everything should be happening for a reason. And may, maybe they they shouldn't be together because you know his family's there now and I don't know like maybe she should leave town with uh, Sophia like I, I like seeing Sarah Paulson there give her advice but maybe she should fucking listen to Sarah Paulson like you should always listen to Sarah Paulson Sarah Paulson's great but I don't know what's gonna happen it probably stuff that'll disappoint me but <laughs> that's Deadwood yeah, the only other thing that really happens of note, and it's it's not much in this episode, but becomes more important later, and that is uh, the new brothel that Joni is setting up is is about to open. Dude, I'm so excited for Joni. 
I hope this works out the way that she wants it to because size a fucking scary ass man and will do anything to fucking torment her. So I really hope that everything goes well. There are scarier people coming. Oh no. Oh, is this this next episode is when the scary guy comes? I think so. It's gotta be it's gotta be soon. Um, I think it's the next one. But so you're telling me that there's a scarier motherfucker than like Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's there's worse people coming still. Um more controlled than Psy. Cause Psy's just kinda nuts and like the like the rage is but he's not necessarily like an entirely powerful guy. However, might control he might over have over over Joni and the other women at the Bella Union. But there there's people coming in with much more power who are very bad people. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm excited to get to the next episode and get to know more characters. Cause I feel like this episode is a little stale because those part, those part one and part two episodes are always just like just half of something happens. The other half happens and I don't know, but hopefully stuff starts picking up. Yeah. And we'll continue with that. Um, for now, anything else? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I'm glad that we were able to, you know, talk about, what the heck is going on with Lucasfilm and I don't know, we got some good conversations in. Yeah. And thanks to everybody who wrote in. Um, if you want to write to us, you can send us email, including um, voice recording like fresh did. And that's cantobitepod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at cantobitepod. Follow us on Instagram, cantobitepod. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. Brittany, where are you? I am on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Yeah, other than that, please rate and review us um, wherever you listen to the show. But also, um, if you have an iTunes account, please rate us there. That helps us out on their algorithm. Um, until next time, sorry we didn't get to see people at Celebration this year. I hope everybody's hanging in there during bad, bad pandemic times. And we love you and thank you for listening to our show. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.